This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. is Sky Blues Extra. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Sky Blues Extra podcast, which is kindly sponsored by Shortland Horn, Coventry's leading estate agents. My name is Tom Ward and I'm joined this evening by Ross. How you doing, Ross? It's been a while. Evening, Wardy. How you doing? Yeah, all good. Thank you. All good. Um, I'm delighted to say we are also joined by a very special guest. Our guest this evening started his career at Mould in Norway, before moving to Brighton in 2018. He spent a season at St. Pauli in Germany before joining the Sky Blues on loan in 2020 and quickly became a fan's favourite. I am, of course, talking about Leo Ostergaard. Evening, Leo. Thanks a lot for giving up some of your time to come on the Sky Blues Extra podcast and talk about your career. Yeah, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, <laughs> we Really chuffed to have you on and looking forward to chatting for everything. Um, what we tend to do on the pod is just kind of go back to the start, really. Um, I'd love to hear a bit more about you, like your upbringing and I guess some of your early memories. Yeah, um, I start uh, my career in a yes, very small town uh, in um, a place called Ondalsnes. It's the... Smallest town in Norway, uh, I think. So it's just uh, 2,000 people uh, living there. And yeah, uh, I had a father who was uh, playing for uh, for the um, yeah, senior team uh, in that place. So uh, he was a uh, defender, same as me. Um, and yeah, I look up to him uh, when I was young. So I start my career there, um, play there. Until I was uh, yeah, uh, 13, 14, and then I start uh, traveling uh, with bus to, to Molde. Uh, and then I moved to Molde when I was 16, uh, starting uh, school there. Um, and yeah, or living with my, with my sister in an apartment there. Um, so I had to, had to do that because like, 
in my place is um, it's not a, a, the best team, of course. Uh, so I had to to look around, and, and Molde was the the best choice. So I, I got many friends there and had a very nice time in Molde uh, nice. through the years. Uh, so um, yeah, that's uh, that that was the start. Nice. And did you did you watch football as a kid as well as playing? Yeah, uh, of course, uh, you watch a lot and uh, especially like the Norwegian people like to watch um, the the leagues in England. So that's the that's the main thing for a Norwegian guy to, to watch the Premier League and and, and championship. Uh, so, of course, you were you were used to this, uh, that uh, quite early. Uh, and yeah. for me, it's always been uh, special to play in England and to play in championship uh, last year was uh, was one of my my dreams as a footballer. So um, I was very very happy that I could yeah. do that. Who were your sort of heroes as a kid? Was there any players you like looked up to? Um, I have like uh, two players you can say, um, and that's um, Fabio Cannavaro was uh, was the main man, and then. Uh, I always uh, looked up to Sergio Ramos, so nice. that's, that's the two, two players. Yeah, not 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 a bad set of players to look up to. I, ha- I haven't seen uh, Cannavaro so much, but I've, I've looked at some clips on YouTube, you know, and and uh, my father told me uh, about uh, about him. So uh, yeah, he was uh, a little bit same same player as me. Amazing, and, and and Leo. So, how did you sort of get into football initially? Was it just a case you said your your dad played football? Was it just a case of playing and friends playing, or what? What sort of really got you into it? Uh, I think uh, I just you know uh, I just loved football from minute one, and um, I started quite early, heading the ball with my my father when I was two years old. Uh, so. He was the main strength he had was to have the ball also. So he started practicing with me quite early, uh, and that's maybe one of the reasons um, I'm a good, you know, header. Uh, of course, I should scored many more goals last season, but I practiced very early, um, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's not so many people who maybe do that now in football because you know you have offensive players and it's. You know all the other things, uh, but I feel that have helped me a lot, and I I, I love to have the ball, and and yeah, you could uh, you could see that because we start so early, it's, it's a strength you get uh, when you get older. So, uh, but I, I was I was not uh, only doing football; I was uh, going on um, downhill like Alpine. This is uh, skiing like down the mountains, um, and I was running. Uh, uh, 800 meter. I was doing ma- many things like playing handball. So it was not uh, just football, but I, I did many things. And at the end, you had to make a choice, and and that was to to play football. So uh, I'm happy with that choice. Amazing. I was going to say, if you're heading since you, know, you were two years old, that's why you're mm-hmm. you know winning all the headers from defense and, and attack last season. Um, were you always a defender? Oh, yeah. Or did you? Ever um, have I was. Uh, Playing uh, most of the time when I was young, I was playing midfield. Um, so that was my main position. And I remember the first time I was playing defender, I'm uh, playing centre back. It was like a uh, region team, like around the area. Um, and we had like a game against another team. And then 
the, the coach said that I was playing center back and I was like fuck you know I never played that so I was not so happy but uh, I figured out quite fast that that was maybe my main position uh, because I was very aggressive and I, I, I like to go in a duel and and, and these things uh, but of course um, I think it's good to play uh, different positions especially when you're young um, so uh, yeah uh, that have helped me I think but um, yeah it was around uh, 14 15 years I start playing like uh, proper centre-back centre-back amazing so yeah. we'll just go to your move to like Brighton in 2018 uh-huh. you know so how did that come about and that must have been sort of an incredibly sort of exciting moment you spoke earlier about you know wanting to always play in England that must have been a, a big special moment for you yeah, it was. Um, we played uh, Euros uh, with the national team under 19 uh, at that time, uh, and that was before I signed with Brighton. So I, we had a very good team uh, with the national team, and we did well there. Uh, and then I was on loan to another club in in Norway and did well there. Um, so it, it happened quite fast. Uh, and I remember the day when you moved to England, you was feeling like, okay, now. Now it's happening uh, because it's, you always have a dream, of course, to 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 go to England. But the day you are going is is just like uh, feeling okay. Now now is the the real thing happening. So uh, of course it's a big step. Uh, but I've been living with my sister for two three years before that, so I I know that I could handle the situation and and uh, yeah, uh, you you have to just. Uh, try your best and of course you have to learn English better also uh, I were ne- I were never very good in English uh, when I was young so that was yeah a thing that I was a little bit afraid of to, to speak English uh, but now I feel more comfortable and uh, yeah uh, so it sounds sounds pretty good now Leo so it's okay <laughs> but I, I try as good as I can season at Comptries helped maybe <laughs> yeah um, I was going to say, obviously, you moved over to England. Was there, was it sort of difficult to adapt to the English style? Did you notice some like differences between the styles of football? Yeah, of course. Uh, you can feel it uh, now uh, after some years. Uh, you played in England, you played in Germany and, and in Norway, and you can see the differences uh, from the from the leagues. Um, but of course, in, in, in Norway... Uh, the manager and they're maybe a little bit softer than in England. And and in England, you have to just, if a manager is saying something that you don't like or you feel afraid or something like that, you, you just have to, to leave it. Uh, and I think uh, that's a, that's an important thing that you don't get everything into your head uh, and thinking too much. Uh, so, so that's maybe the main thing. And, and then all of the, qualities uh, you have to do everything uh, with more quality uh, through the whole line you know uh, as a player so uh, you, you have differences and um, especially from from Germany to England um, you can see the differences also um, in football style of, of playing uh, and in like uh, the gym work uh, so so it's many things to, uh, who are a little bit different, but um, of course it's, it's just football. So yeah, <laughs> of course. Just, yeah. And obviously you mentioned you know you, you went out to Germany to St. Pauli um, in 2019. Tell us a little bit about your time there. 
Yeah, that was um, that was a great time. I remember uh, I was going to sign with them half year before, uh, then they signed another defender, uh, and I, I remember I was not happy about that. Um, so I said to my agent that uh, I'm gonna play there uh, one time, uh, and I'm gonna show them that they, yeah, took wrong, you know. Uh, so I went there the half year after. Um, and um, from the start, it was more like, uh, I don't think they were so, uh, didn't know so much about me. Uh, so I was nearly on trial in the start. Uh, and then I got injured in the start. And I was, uh, that was a yeah, shit time for me because it was the start of the season. Uh, and then I uh, played my first game uh, against Hamburg, like the Derby game. And I was 19 years old. Um, and my it's a big mother, derby, that one, isn't it? Yeah, that was a big derby, yeah. and I, I didn't really realize that it was so big, you know. Uh, so I, I had another Norwegian guy there, and I, 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 I know like two hours before the game, I, he said that I was going to start, and I was like, fuck, you know. And then I asked the Norwegian friend, I just said, what the fuck I'm going to do now? Uh, because I, yeah, uh, he had showed me a video before. The day before, and it was like 500 people fighting fighting against each other in Hamburg. And I was like, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, so that was the start, and we won 2-0. So it was the maybe the best start I could get. Nice. Uh, but I remember I was very um, yeah, concentrated and, and a little bit... Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was a tough start for me as a 19-year-old yeah. defender. Uh, and my mom was there, and she was... So <laughs> afraid of yeah anything. So wow. yeah, um, that was a um, a funny start and and a tough start, but uh, I I made it and um, uh, that will be a good memory. Yeah, I heard the St. Pauli fans can be a bit crazy. It must have been uh, must have been quite yeah. fun to play in front of them. Yeah, I I was injured in the start, so I was watching some games from the side, and I was just thinking, what the fuck, I'm gonna play here. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, the fans there are just uh, yeah, real crazy. They are uh, one of the best fans in Germany, I think. And thirty thousand every game, uh, every away game, there's full and uh, yeah, singing the whole game. So um, for me, it was uh, yeah, uh, I'll remember remember that time and uh, yeah, just uh, just love to the club and the fans there. Um, special time. Yeah, amazing. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. Okay, Leo. So I want to talk about obviously last season and when you came on loan to, to Coventry. Um, so you were at Brighton and it was obviously pre-season last season. Um, when did you first hear about the interest from Coventry and how did that loan move come about? Um, I remember it was in the summer, the summer before the season was starting. I had a um, conversation with my agent and um, he had known about the interest from Coventry for a while because they have looked uh, some games live in, in San Pauli. Uh, so they they know me very well and they were very, they, they wanted me very much uh, to, to join the club. And um, I was a little bit unsure, uh, unsure you know, because they went up from from League One to Championship, mm-hmm. and I I didn't know so much about the club, uh, so I was like thinking a little bit, and 
yeah, um, had to just figure out if if I was going for Coventry or for another club uh, because I had some other option also. Uh, but the thing like at the end who who made me go to to Coventry to choose them was was that they really want me and and I. And I know that for me to to play football as as many games as I can was was the main main target. Uh, so um, yeah, uh, I was uh, just ready to to show everyone that uh, Coventry can do well in championship and come from like uh, a position where you are not expecting uh, to to be like a very good team uh, but just prove uh, everyone that they did wrong you know so that that was uh, I like that feeling you know when where you can come from not being a, like a top team uh, and less pressure everyone, maybe yeah the pressure you know yeah. uh, so so I I really liked that and I spoke to the manager and he he was uh, yeah we had a good good conversation there and Looks like they wanted to play football, and I wanted to be a part of that. And um, yeah, uh, I think it's good to have a chat with a coach and understand a little bit more uh, about the club. So, what, what did Mark also, Robbins say to you when when you joined? What, what what yeah? What did he say to you in that conversation when talking about the loan and things like that? No, he said that uh, he really wanted me, and uh, they are not a team that will go down again like he was 100% sure they're gonna do well uh, and playing football uh, try to play out from the back try to improve and try to get the players uh, be better every day so uh, for me it was a very good uh, talk and and after that talk it was just yeah easy for me uh, and I wanted to just go for it and, and see what's gonna happen uh, but of course I I, I I know that the championship championship is a tough league, uh, but still I, um, I felt like the the club had the ambitions and and wanted to do do great things. And um, I don't know if whether Mark Robbins would have said it to you or, or your agent. You know, how aware were you that Coventry? Obviously, the last two seasons we've been playing in Birmingham, our home games. And obviously, we didn't have the fans there last year. How much were you aware of that? And did that sort of you know how did that make you sort of feel to you know know that you weren't going to be playing at yeah, the Coventry Building Society Arena, as it's called now. No, I I don't think I realized released that before I went to Coventry because really? it was just like, yeah, where where is the stadium? Um, and they, yeah, we're playing in Birmingham. I was like, yeah, why are we playing in Birmingham? What? <laughs> uh, why do you not have your own stadium? So I was a little bit shocked. Uh, but uh, the feeling of playing in Birmingham at home was quite good because we were good at home so of course it's it's a weird weird position to be in but still it was it was uh, good for us to to play at home and we did very very well at home so it was not not the biggest problem but of course you can say that you're playing away games every every time but yeah we we sort uh, with that very well and and as a group we were very good at home yeah, yeah, absolutely. And what were your sort of first impressions? Obviously, you said, you know, you didn't have a stadium to visit, but, you know, in terms of the training ground environment and obviously the group of players when you met them, like what were your sort of first impressions of the club and the setup? Um, I felt the club was, of course, you, you don't have the 
best facilities and all the stuff coming from Brighton. Uh, but, course, for me, yeah. but for me, it's just uh, I don't care so much about that. I, I just want to play football and, and uh, be friends with, uh, with the guys. And I remember, uh, you know, when you come to a club, uh, the first days is, is a little bit special. Uh, but uh, I've always been a person that wants to just be myself uh, from the start, and um, after after the first game, you you feel much better, you know. Uh, yeah. So, so I was. Uh, it was not uh, maybe one two weeks, and you got like friends, and and you feel feel better. And I've been very good friends with uh, Kyle McFads and uh, I am and. Rosie and all of them. Uh, so it was a very nice group, and I, I really, I really miss them uh, today also. So um, yeah, uh, they are calling me sometimes, and we are uh, we are very good friends. So um, it was um, at the end of the season, you are like very close. Uh, yeah, of friend. course. Uh, so that's the that's the shit thing to be a lone player that you yeah. always at the end of season you you got friends and you are like on on the top top place and then you you know that maybe you're not going back or or maybe you're going to another place or maybe you're going back so so it's just like yeah it's, it's a difficult. hard position to be in. um yeah. and i've done that in two years now so that that's the worst part to be alone yeah there. yeah no it's it's nice to hear that the that the squad were very close because obviously when we got promoted from league one, one of the things we heard a lot from the players was that like the team was so tight, tight knit yeah. together. It's yeah. nice to hear that's carried on for another season. And I think it's really important. So yeah, it's nice to hear that. Yeah. And obviously we'll get into this, the season itself. Um, we obviously kicked off away at Bristol city on the first day. Didn't quite get off to the, the best of starts. Did we? <laughs> no, I, I was, uh, oof, I got a bad feeling when I'm thinking of, about that because I was thinking fucking hell what the fuck is that like <laughs> so did we learn so did we all of us <laughs> is this league so hard or uh, it was so many questions in my in my head uh, after that first minute uh, so I was um, of course not happy but uh, I was more in shock uh, because they scored after yeah uh, 30 seconds or what it was so um that was a brutal start for the whole team, and uh, but after after that goal, we did very well, and yeah. <laughs> we we just started to play. So so maybe it was a it was a great thing to to just concede that goal because yeah, then shocked you, the system. Yeah, yeah. Because then you could just uh, focus and, and play and relaxed and yeah. Uh, so uh, but we were unlucky that we didn't got anything uh, from that game. Um, but still, we we figure out that this will be a tough season of course uh, and small things small details uh, will um, yeah uh, will get the three points and you can go and play a good game but still uh, don't get a get a point so yeah. it was like details uh, who, who yeah uh, was the final part there yeah. And was it strange playing in front of em like empty stadium? I don't know if you'd done it in Germany before or something, but was it like, does it have an impact on the players? Is it hard to like that, like motivation? Yeah. For me, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I feel much better when it's fans on the side. And yeah. I think, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's shit that you, I, I didn't 
had the chance to play for the fans, uh, of course. And I, I feel as a much better player when I have fans on the side. So um, <laughs> hopefully I will do uh, even better this season uh, with fans. Uh, but still, you have to just uh, uh, do your best and, and uh, fix the situation as, as good as you could. Um, so after some games you got more and more used to it but in the start it was uh, it was hard for me like uh, i really had to really had to be more focused before a game and and in the warm up and all, all of these things because when it's fans there you just you just keep going and you don't need to think so much um, so i think that's a big problem uh, oh can you hear me yeah uh, yeah that's a big uh, problem for everyone I mean, often you know you hear players say how the the fans are like the twelfth man and stuff. So it, it must it must be difficult when you you know I guess you can hear the coaches more and you can hear you know you haven't got that atmosphere. I mean, it must especially when when we got such a bad start in that game. You're thinking, how do you? Obviously, normally you'd have the packed away end, you know, to try and lift you back up. You know, I bet it's more challenging to try and get you know, lift the sort of spirit. Yeah, and that's the main thing. Like uh, especially when you play at home, when when you play away, you. you Sometimes you just need the fans to to keep you up, and and yeah, in the end of a game, also like you get more and more focused when the fans are there, and maybe you're one nil up, and you're just yeah doing everything to to win. So so the fans are for me, they are everything, uh, and uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like to play football without fans is is, is not so funny, uh, and that's that's a real thing, like. Uh, if if that was uh, the real, I could do, yeah, other things also. Like I don't, I don't understand football without fans. Nearly, it's just a, so it's just a weird thing. I mean, and then you know, with the Bristol City game, we played well, we got a deserved equaliser, and we were unlucky to to not come away from that game with anything. But then the following week, we had our first game, obviously, you know, at Birmingham, first home game in the Championship and against QPR, and it was a an entertaining game, and you know. Fads got the winner with a great header. You know what? What were your memories from that game? You know that three-two game. Uh, it was um, yeah, concede two goals there. Uh, not so happy with that, but uh, a funny game. Um, nice to finally play at home there. Um, and yeah, the special thing at that game was Fads. Uh, Fads goal, and I was uh, so happy. And yeah, I just grabbed Buzzing. him. And- <laughs> Was celebrating with him, so uh, yeah, that was a very good uh, win for us, and uh, we really need that before after the um, the game against Bristol. Uh, so we were unlucky in the start against Bristol, and we were a little bit lucky at the end of the QPR game. So um, that was a was a good three points. And it must have been important to try and get a, a home win early on in the in the season to try and because obviously yeah. the home form was amazing, wasn't it last year? Yeah, last year. Yeah, it's always nice to get uh, get early three points at home, and you you feel like when you're playing home, you you feel that you can beat everyone. Uh, so that's uh, to start early with the with the three points there was uh, very good for us and really important, I think. And we spoke earlier on in the podcast. You said about the heading and obviously. Fads' header against QPR, headers became something of a real lethal weapon, something that we've not seen as Coventry fans, often from corners mm-hmm. and free kicks. You were 
rising above everyone else. And obviously you hit the bar against Barnsley the, the following week. And that seems to be a, a common theme. I mean, is that something obviously you mentioned that you'd worked on it, you know, even from a young age, but uh, I mean, there were so many chances. You were so unlucky on so many occasions with yeah. your headers. Yeah. And uh, that was maybe the toughest uh, part last season. Uh, I was calling my father and, uh, and said like, I can't fucking score. Um, and he said to me, like, yeah, it's, it's coming. You have to just be patient and wait. And I was, like, ne- nearly giving up uh, because I I felt I was doing everything right. Uh, and then uh, when I had the ball, it was going to the, to the post or in the bar. So it was just a, a feeling, you know, as a striker, if you are a striker and you, you miss a chance, it's just when you start missing those chances and, and you feel like, it's not going in uh, and you try and you try and you try and you practice in training uh, so that was uh, really hard for me and I was thinking much about it uh, and of course I know that people fans uh, could be like um, yeah, not angry but uh, they wanted you to score of course and we need the points and and all of these things uh, so um, I remember I had I, I was just before the Rotherham, Rotherham game, I was thinking uh, scenarios in my head, and I'm gonna fucking score and, and be <laughs> win, like uh, be the hero, a hero of that game. Uh, and finally, that happened. And you so, were, and yeah. we're gonna get onto that. The Rotherham game. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they officially put it down as an own goal. I mean, in all our Sky Blue Army's hearts, it was your goal. It was mm. a brilliant header, and it, what? And that came in a, such an important run didn't it that 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 mm. game you know that that period of eight and beaten mm. and that game itself against a, a, a team who also were going to be sort of fighting down there i mean how important mm. was it for you to get that goal uh, to help us like you say be the hero in that win and that run of fixtures no um um it was it was great and uh, i don't know if you I get a goal or not but i, I still i feel it uh, we give it to goal, you. But, yeah uh, but yeah, I, I it was very important for us, and I remember we had focused uh, about that game, uh, and we had a really good start and got two goals. So um, that was uh, very important for the team, especially when they are a team that uh, are in the uh, can be in the same position as us. Um, so um, yeah, that was a was a nice win and a funny game. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> I still, I, I think I had like five, five balls in the post this season and two saved on the lines, and it's, it's just like I, I felt uh, I should be on six, seven, eight goals and, and goal scorer could have been. Yeah, that's that's the, that's the thing I, I want to to do even better next season. And of course, you are a defender, but uh, I'm thinking of uh, scoring goals also and. Uh, Finally, I got some goals in the end, but um, it was a hard time, as I had said. And um, I was very lucky to have uh, Gustavo Gustavo Hamer as a as a guy who took the corners, and and uh, Matty James took very good corners. So, uh, so um, yeah, uh, I just spoke with them every game before every every game where I want the ball, and they. They kick it exactly to the <laughs> to the um, place I wanted. So without them, I I will never have created as many chances as I did. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You're listening to Sky Blues Extra. And at that sort of, I guess, halfway stage of the season, um, how did you sort of assess how you were getting on? Like, how did you feel you were adapting to the championship? Because obviously, I guess as fans, we we felt you were developing into like one of our you know most important players. So how we, how did you feel your progress was going at that point? Uh, no, in the start, um, it's just uh, it's it's not the easiest thing. Like I've never played in the league. Um, you play for a team who went up from from League One, and I felt also in the start that I was not doing uh, so good as I can. Um, and that's what you say. Like the progression was was growing better and better. But I had to learn the league. I had to understand uh, how I. Sh- should play and how I can play. Uh, so I was not happy the first half year um, in my um, yeah uh, the style of uh, the thing I played. So so I I was hungry for more and I had to show more and I I felt uh, first in the end of the season I could uh, show you which player I was, uh, but. It's not it's not uh, so easy as a long player to just come in and then be the best version of yourself uh, from from day one. Uh, but of course, I just had to progress and and do as good as I could uh, as I could. Um, yeah, but uh, as I said, like in the end of the season, I was um, that was the the time I was doing my best. I think yeah. um, so. Uh, yeah, that's that's my feeling, and that's maybe your feeling, uh, yeah. supporters. Yeah, no, I think from our point of view, I think we we felt like you got kind of better and better mm. as the season went on, really. And yeah, like I said, by the end, really, you know, one of our absolute key players. So, yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you there. Um, yeah. one thing that we talked about a lot on our podcast last season was that we were often throwing away points. There was a, a few matches where you know there was Nottingham Forest away, if you remember that one. I know we threw it away in the last minute. Was that something that was kind of disappointing for the lads? Uh, yeah, it was a time in the season that we were, uh, you know, not so happy because we often and the in the end of the games we against Nottingham there. Uh, nice. It's just like uh, we are feeling that we are going to win that game, and then in the end you lose, and then small details again who. We were making three points or, or, or zero points, so that was uh, that was a hard period. And um, uh, I think, uh, like for us, it was it was very important to have players like uh, Liam Kelly, McFads, because they are players who have experience. Yeah, and for me, I can be very angry at, at many times and not thinking so clear and, and then you have like fads who can just uh, 
yeah, get uh, people uh, uh, like in a in a better mood, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for me, he was uh, very important for the whole team, uh, and uh, was always trying to be happy in training and and get up the mood for for the players. Uh, and I I really need that sometimes. Uh, so uh, I think people have to understand how important. Pads and and Kelly and all of the experienced players have been through the season. Uh, you can do mistakes and all that stuff, but for me, playing with Fads was uh, was uh, amazing, and I feel much uh, more comfortable and and safe uh, when when I was playing with him. Um, mm. And and the same with Liam Kelly. So yeah, um, that that's uh, it's not only the thing you, you're doing. Uh, in the field, it's just many other things who can uh, be important for the for the team. Yeah. Uh, you need leaders, players. don't you, Leo? To you know, especially yeah, when you're yeah. in that that battle, yeah. you need those leaders on the pitch, don't you? Yeah, and I also want to be a leader, but uh, I al- always learn from my pads and from Kelly, like how to be a leader. And sometimes I can make maybe do wrong. Uh, so I learned a lot uh, through the whole season uh, to have them on my side. Uh, and then I, when they are playing, I can just uh, help them and be a leader for them also. So, uh, but without them, you feel you are missing something. Uh, yeah. So, so that's the that's the feeling I had. Uh, yeah. And that was when we had the unbeaten run there in nine games or what you, you said. Uh, then uh, Fad was, uh, was playing most of the games and Kelly was playing most of the games. So, yeah, it was it was good to have them there. Yeah, I mean, we we looked at the stats last season on our on our page, and mm-hmm. the stats with Kelly in the team were were amazing. I think we yeah. had a lot of points with him in the team. He's such a crucial player. Yeah, he's just around there, and he's just talking with players, and he's just uh, we are more focused maybe uh, when when he's there. So uh, uh, yeah, you don't need to be the best player in the in the world to to be a good player. You can be. Uh, a player who can communicate with the other players and, and just be the be the um, yeah the part of the team you need uh, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think what was amazing last season was obviously the end of the season was was yeah. incredible, and we obviously pulled very clear at the end. Obviously, we'll get into talk about some of the some of the moments in a minute. But what what do you think kind of clicked at that moment? Like what because we obviously just pulled together and we just had an amazing end. What what went so well? What clicked? Um, I think um, I remember we uh, I was feeling you know uh, maybe it's not maybe that that thing I'm going to tell you now is not uh, <laughs> the thing who, who was the main thing but uh, still I, I felt that was a nice part and I felt I helped the team a lot uh, a lot there um, but uh I felt when when I was coming to England, I was thinking, "Fucking hell, guys, we haven't had a beer together uh, in the dressing room after a game." So I remember I, I uh, we we had like I remember it was like six seven games uh, until the season was done, and yeah, uh, I was uh, friends with all the guys and and felt happy, and and some of the guys were maybe a little bit nervous because it was six seven games uh, and you had to get the points um but uh, i remember i told fads before the bristol game uh, at home 
where we won 3-1, was it? Uh, and I scored uh, yeah, the one goal there. One there. Yeah, I remember I told him before that game that, uh, fucking hell, we need a beer after the game. If uh, Just just one or two beers uh, after the game, if we win that game. Because it was a it was an important game. Yeah, massive And game, it was yeah. at home, and uh, I felt we had to just do something uh, together as a team. Uh, so Fads went to went to the gaffer and... Uh, and then <laughs> he said, "Okay, if we win today, we're gonna bring a bottle, of, like uh, a box of beers." Uh, and we won that game, and me and Pats were like fucking ready for a game. Um, and after that game, uh, we played the Bournemouth, and then we lost. I remember it was a shit game. And then uh, we had the four games unbeaten or something, four or five games unbeaten. Uh, and after every game, we we took like one beer, nearly. Uh Just just to be like, okay, if we win today, we're gonna take that one beer. And people like before the Rotherham game in the in in the training, it was nervous. Uh, so I, I I was also nervous, uh, but still I'm a lone player, so it maybe means even more, you know, for the for the players who are in the club. Um, so I think just small things like that. To, to have a beer together. Uh, it was the end of the season. Uh, we were just running and doing all we could. And then we won the Rotherham game, 1-0 there. Uh, and that was maybe uh, a game who turned a little bit uh, our form away. Um, so I think just to, to lose up some, some, some things uh, at the end of the season and, and don't take everything so into your head and, and just try to be happy uh, have a beer after the game uh, relax Amazing. a little bit uh, was, uh, was a good thing uh, so the end of the season was fucking uh, amazing uh, and I I really enjoyed that Amazing, and you talk about obviously there was nerves, obviously in the, in the squad. I know yeah. I was, I was, I was incredibly nervous uh, in that little run of games. Did the manager what what was said to try and sort of keep everyone calm? I guess you know what what did the manager say and the coaching staff you know ahead of those crucial few games? They were just saying that we are a good team. You have to remember that, and we we don't need to be nervous. We we know that we can uh, beat. To everyone in the league we have we have proved that we have showed that uh, so I think uh, they just try to calm us a little bit down uh, don't be nervous we are gonna fix this uh, do the right things uh, maybe a little bit less risk you know uh, in the games um, and of course we we went together our uh, like the team together, just the team without uh, the the gaffer and the coaches, and yeah, uh, had a meeting together, uh, telling each other how important it was to stay up in the league, and how good it will be to play for the fans next year. Uh, and I, I remember I um, when they when we were talking about that things, it means like you you could see in the faces of people how much it means uh, to stay in the league. Uh, and I realized that even more maybe after that meeting. Uh, so we were very focused. Uh, and as I said, like we had one beer after a game because we we just needed something more maybe uh, to 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 yeah win the game sometimes. Uh, I'm not saying that we had it every every game at the end of the season, <laughs> but like some some cruel uh, some 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 important games. It's just like 
it's nice with three points, of course, but when you when you got the feeling that okay, guys, we're gonna take that one beer together in the dressing room in the end of the season, uh, that was just a fantastic thing to do, I think, and keeps like the team even even closer. I was gonna say, yeah, it must be really great for the unity, you know, especially when you yeah, you know, your backs are against the walls, it's tough and it's you know tight yeah. at the end of the season to have that yeah. sort of togetherness. Yeah, because we, we didn't have like a normally in through the season you have maybe one or two parties with the team and then mm. you know uh for me as a new player it's, it's always nice to have that uh, but we didn't have that uh, through the whole season so we were never together nearly uh, because of the corona and all the stuff so uh, i think i think that was uh, just important for us to to uh, yeah uh, be even more together sometimes after games uh, and yeah uh, i really enjoyed that time Amazing. Let's let's talk about the Rotherham game then, because that was the game I was probably the most nervous for, mm. and uh, all of us were. Um, and I, I thought actually it was funny because it was the sort of you know really tense game. It was a massive game for us, a massive game for them. But we just played so well. The whole mm. like everyone seemed so calm, and we had chances. We could have scored two or three in the first half. I think Liam Kelly had that mm. wonderful shot early on. And I mean, talk to us about that game. Talk to us about the game. Obviously get onto your winning goal you know what was the whole build up to that match and then the match itself oh as I said I was uh, in training two days before you always had players who were talking you know uh, much to each other and and it's always funny things uh, happening in training um, but that game was I, I felt it was like a, a cup final nearly uh, People were a little bit like nervous. We were not talking so much uh, as we do normally, uh, and I also was very nervous. I was not talking to so much players. I was just like in my, in my focus, in my mind. Um, and in the dressing room before the game, I was uh, just uh, again very focused and talk uh, with my um, yeah with Fads and and, and Dom and. Um, yeah, uh, tried to be that everything was gonna be hundred uh, percent from the start uh, to the end, uh, and we had a very good plan. Um, and we were all of us were very focused that we are gonna do that plan, and we are hundred percent. And uh, and then if it's if it's uh, working, it's working. And if we if we lose that, uh, then yeah, you know, uh, it's it's not good enough. But. Uh, we had a really good start, uh, two, three big chances, um, and you felt like fucking hell is it happening again that we are creating many chances but not scoring. Uh, but I, I just felt that we were very focused as the, as a team, and it's not a good feeling to come to a place where you maybe lost four four one or something last season. Yes, uh, the season four before. Nil, yeah. Um, so, so that have to be hard, especially for the players who played their, um, the the season before. But still, you want to just prove that you can win, also. Um, so I, I remember before that game, I was I was thinking, I had like, okay, think if you're gonna score in in this in that game, that will be amazing. So I I had a feeling that uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna score. Of course, I always have that feeling. <laughs> Uh, but then we got a free kick uh, in a good position uh, and I felt 
through the whole season that you you have to just go for it and you have to run early and and finish your run. Uh, so I, I start quite early uh, running on that free kick and then I got told Matty James that just pull Asli so I can jump over the players. Uh, if it's too short or if it's too low, it's, it's hard for me because then then I need to yeah jump on the side of the heads or so um so he crossed it very very nice and uh, it was a perfect ball and then yeah uh, I just uh, took all of my energy and and, and scored that goal and, uh, and the rest of the energy on the corner flag yeah and kicking the flag <laughs> talk, you talk, talk to us about the celebration that, that I mean I've watched the celebration so many times since yeah. the, the shushing and the kick I mean was it planned what what was going on no nothing is planned uh, the shushing it's just I don't know why, why I'm doing that, but yes. I, I was just like a fucking Rodran team. I, I didn't like them as, as a team and the manager was screaming on the side in the first half and and uh, yeah, uh, I was just, okay, now I'm fucking scoring and I'm going <laughs> to do that to you. So uh, it's just so much emotions in, in your head and uh, I just want to celebrate as I won the World Cup, you know. Um, and yeah, kicking kicking the flag have been my own celebration. So uh, it was very nice to do that. Uh, when, when did that celebration start? Because did you do it in St. Pauli? Did you do it once? Yeah, I, I, I did it in St. Pauli and I didn't score either. Uh, it was just in the derby game away. Um, and then I, I don't know why I'm doing that. Uh, but it was we scored 2-0 uh, against Hamburg away. And I was running to the corner flag, kicking the corner flag, just in emotions. And then after the game, they went to me and said, like, uh, yeah, you know, you know the history of the club. And I said, uh, no. Uh, and then they said, yeah, 10 years ago, it was a goalkeeper in Sao Paulo who kicked the hammer flag. And and some years uh, after, a player from Hamburg kicked the Sao Paulo flag. So I've been like a thing that I've they are doing you know uh when they are winning and and the other team is winning so i was like oh uh yeah i didn't know that i said to them uh and after that <laughs> after i've done that uh, they have like a picture in the museum in in sao Paulo, like a big uh, big picture so i was just very lucky uh and i <laughs> i didn't know the history so maybe you've started yeah. a coventry rotherham thing now maybe that's what'll yeah. happen now yeah, so that was maybe happen now. Uh, but still, like uh, when I scored uh, uh, Bristol, I kicked also the flag. So it's just like a yeah easy thing to do, and it's funny to kick flags. Well, I know the social media team of Coventry put up Ostergaard yeah. kicking things and actually kicking all sorts of different buildings down and stuff. Yeah. And let, let's move on to it was uh, the game away at Stoke, um, yeah. which was again a, a brilliant. I think it was our third win in a row. It was, yeah. it was, you know, we hadn't won back-to-back games all season. And obviously someone who you know really well, uh, Victor, who's obviously now signed permanently. He was obviously on loan. He scored a really good goal in that game. You know, talk to us about, obviously that was your final game and, and your relationship with Victor and, and things like that. No, I remember we went to Stoke with a good feeling uh, because we had a good period. And people were very focused before that game also. Uh and um, yeah, we finally we got a little bit of grass on the on the ground because <laughs> it was not the best ground in in Birmingham. Um, 
but yeah, we played uh, played a good game. Uh, I had the I I had a feeling in the first half in my in my groin hip, um, and then I went into the halftime and I was saying like, yeah, I have a feeling, but I was yeah, uh, just carry on. Uh, and after the game, I I felt not so good, but. It was a good game and and uh, we played well. Um, I'm lucky to to concede that two goals in in the high in this yeah so second half. Um, and then yeah, Victor scored a fantastic goal and uh, I didn't know uh, where he had that from. Uh, <laughs> but it, uh, it was a very good win and uh, just a very good ending uh, for me. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, nice win. Yeah, I mean it was a it, it was it was a brilliant win. Did you feel like I know we certainly felt as fans? Did you feel in the, the did the team feel like that was safety secured? You know, after that game, you know, because I think that took us to a really good point, yeah. tally at that point. Yeah, I was hundred percent sure that thing was safe after that game. Uh, I was nearly hundred percent sure it was safe before that game. Uh, but yeah. Uh, it was very nice to win that game, and especially like to to win some games that away was was nice in the end of the season uh, because we struggle away through the whole season, and I don't know why. Uh, and I was talking with the players, why are we not the same team away as we are at home? And I couldn't find the answer, hundred mm. uh, percent. So that. That also was a hard part, just for me personally, and and for the team uh, the last season. Uh, so it's weird sometimes. You you feel you're doing the same. Uh, you feel you, you try to do the same, but it doesn't work uh, as as well as it does uh, at home. So I've uh, been struggling with that as a team in two seasons. I was uh, in Sao Paulo. We were also very bad away. Uh, and the same in Coventry, we didn't win so many games away. So if if we have done that, then we could be fucking been higher. Yes, if the yeah. way, yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, obviously, obviously, you were at Brighton, and obviously with Victor and that. I mean, it must have helped him. You talk about being a lone player, him coming in, obviously having a good relationship with you when he came in in January. I mean, you must have been able to help him sort of settle into the squad. Yeah. Um, w- Sorry, uh, we were living uh, together, and uh, Victor, yeah, we were on loan to Sao Paulo together also, and in Brighton. Uh, so, um, yeah, uh, <sighs> fucking emphasis. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, we really enjoy to be together, and uh, very good relationship. We can speak the same language, um, so. Uh, uh, a very good friend of me and uh, and um, yeah it was a nice time to live together in, in Coventry because it was Corona you know uh, so um, that was easy easier for both of us uh, to be together and and now we signed with Coventry so it will be interesting to see see uh, the next season and hopefully it's going to play even more and, and do well there so um uh, a good friend of me and and hopefully he's yeah uh, doing well there fantastic yeah no we're, we're very excited to mm-hmm. see him obviously play at Coventry and hopefully he can score some some mm. more worldies like he did against uh, Stoke I mm. um, just wanted to get finally your well from me your your overall sort of summary of the season how would you sum up last season overall uh, from your point of view 
I think uh, both for me and the team, uh, it was a good season. Um, especially the, it's topping at the end of the season, especially for me and the team, uh, a, a strong ending. Uh, but overall, it's, it's, it's just like for Coventry, it's massive to be uh, 15, 16 in the league, uh, going up from League One. Uh, so I, I remember I, I could see that and I could feel that it was a very big season for them uh, to stay up. And uh, after the, um, the strong ending of the season, we went up some places and and that's always nice. Uh, and I always said to the players that I want to be over Birmingham. That was the, that was the main thing. So uh, I was very happy with that. Um, and uh, I think we could could easily be higher in the in the um, in the league. But it's just some details uh, were very massive in that league, and um, that's that's the thing you have to work on. Uh, and uh, yeah, my first season in the championship, never played it before. Um, Felt I did uh, did well, uh, but not. I feel I can do much better uh, this year if I'm playing in championship. Uh, if not, I have to see what's going to happen. You know, uh, so I I don't know anything yet. Uh, I see people are writing things and you can can say things, but I don't know anything yet. And um, we'll see what's going to happen. Uh, country will always be. Be in my heart, uh, so um, yeah, I really enjoyed my time there, and hopefully, I can can meet the fans uh, yeah. if I'm playing against them or if I'm playing with them. Uh, it will be a, a special thing for me because uh, I I really did everything I could for the club, uh, and I felt I was uh, not only a lone player but uh, a member of the club and and uh, and a player, you know. Uh, so. Um, uh, hopefully they uh, they like what they saw and I I just wanted to um, give everything that was my main thing uh, and hopefully um, they are enjoying that I'm yeah I try I try I try to show uh, that I'm fighting and emotions and all of these things is is important so um, that's my main thing as a footballer I can I am not the best player in the world uh, but I will work and I will do my best and I will fight and, and all of these things so yeah um, yeah, yeah. Maybe we, I was going to say it's obviously a shame you didn't get to play in front of the fans this se- mm. last season but have you got any kind of messages for the fans um, yeah uh, I just uh, want to thank for the season because they, I, I felt they were supporting us uh, through the whole season. Uh, they were not on the on the side and they were not uh, su- supporting us in the stadium, but uh, you could just feel that uh, uh, you know the fans a little bit because you have heard from players, you have heard from from the gaffer that yeah, the fans are very good there, and uh, and I got some messages from the fans. I. I mean the supporter group of uh, the Scandinavian commentary yep. uh, uh, group uh, on Facebook. So <laughs> I'll talk to them uh, about nice. many things. Um, so I'm also also a fan if I'm not playing for Coventry uh, anymore. Uh, but yeah, as I said, you never know. And um, hopefully I, I, I really want to see them uh, once and, and thanks there for the support. Uh, and maybe you can, maybe I can uh, kick some flag again. You never know. Like uh, 
that will yeah, be a funny thing. You're definitely welcome to come back and kick flags yeah. whenever you want, Leo. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, one final topic we did just want yeah. to cover is um, obviously um, it, at the international level with Norway. Um, yeah. I know you've been a, around the team there. Just wanted to ask you like how that's going and how you've enjoyed sort of being around the, the Norway setup. Um, no, of course, I've been there three, four times now. I uh, haven't played uh, yet and of course not happy with that uh, so um, for me it's a national team is always a big thing um, uh, so hopefully I can I can play there soon uh, I feel I'm in a position where I'm have a big chance to play so uh, I'm just waiting on the on the chance and uh, you need a chance as a footballer um, so uh, yeah, uh, I'm working on it and um, yeah, uh, hopefully you will see me soon playing for Norway and yeah. kick some flags there also. <laughs> There's definitely a theme to this this episode, mm. isn't there? Um, yeah. And we, we have to ask, what's uh, what's Harland like to, to play with? He, he seems like a bit of a character. Yeah, he's, he's uh, even more crazy than me, maybe. Uh, Does he kick flags as well? Yeah, he kicked me instead of flags. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, he's a, he's a nice guy, one of my... Uh, one of the best friends um, in the national team there, and uh, yeah, lovely guy. He's uh, he's a superstar, you know, but he's not acting as a superstar. So um, he's uh, on the planet, and uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, a very good guy and a crazy guy, and and that's um, that's uh, an important thing to to be. Uh, you're not uh, too good for for fans for yeah, yeah. Play. so um, nice nice guy yeah absolutely Leo that's all we've got time for this evening yeah. it's been absolutely brilliant having you on I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it I'm sure Ross has as well oh, yeah, thank um, you very much yeah I just yeah. wanted to say really thanks very much um, for coming on and on behalf of all the fans and the listeners just thanks a lot for your commitment when wearing the shirt um, you definitely made a you know, really good impression on the club and it will definitely kind of miss you if you don't play for the Skybees next season so yeah. yeah thanks a lot Leo really appreciate it Thank you very much for joining. Thank you. Yeah, and ho hopefully we'll see you at a game soon, even as a supporter, yeah. perhaps. Um, great. Yeah. And listeners, don't forget to check out our partners, Shortland Horn, across their social channels. And also keep your eyes peeled. We have some exciting pre-season content coming from Sky Blues Extra next week. And also you can get involved in the conversation as always. And all you need to do is use the hashtag Sky Blues Extra Podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Sky Blues Extra podcast. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.